the city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. Welcome to episode 226 of the Heart of LAFC podcast. Today's episode is going to be called Digging Deep for Obvious Reasons in terms of our lineup, in terms of adversity, um, in terms of getting the job done at the last second. Uh, that is why we're going to go with that. Uh, before we get into the details of this show, let's welcome back our crew. Welcome back, Ben. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you, Joseph. Hi, Bam. Hi, Tony. Hi, every, all the listeners out there. Thank you for tuning in, and let's get started with LAFC. You got it. Welcome back, Bam. Thank you for having me once again. How are we, boys? Ben, not to see you back here after last week. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Happy to be back. Like, you're always, not as good looking always. at Araceli, but, you know, we'll, we'll take you. We love Araceli. You guys all saw the amazing article. Nothing but love. Absolutely awesome work uh, yet again. And uh, she'll definitely be joining us uh, as the weeks move along here. Maybe in better times, too. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, it has a lot more articles just like Ben does, uh, which Ben just released one about the game. So check that out, too. Um, we're rocking on the website now. Good stuff, guys. Well done. Uh, of course, Tony, welcome back, my friend. Thank you for having me back. Welcome back, Ben. I love your articles. Always reading them after the games. And also that article from Maricelli was really insightful on him. Yeah, and shout out you. to Max, right? Because Max stepped up and, and gave us a cool interview uh, right into it. You see with the supporter culture, he, he's definitely into the mix. But yeah, thanks to him as well for doing what he did. Uh, before we get into the meat and potatoes of what we do, talk about the match, talk about the draw, talk about the first away day. Uh, we want to acknowledge and send our condolences to those who are injured, lost, <sighs> been through absolute hell in Caratoro. Uh, and the conflict and attacks in their stadium. Uh, big love to Julio for bringing it up tonight and doing it on Twitter uh, and getting to talk it through with everybody. It's two straight nights for him doing that, um, letting everybody air it out um, after that horrible, horrible incident. Uh, for all of us, I think we're all shaken a bit by it. I know I am as well. Um, I've been involved uh, in supporter violence. I've been attacked before. Uh, it's never a good feeling and you always go back to it. Um, yeah. Um, and I, you know, for me, it's, it's the kids, you know, that's what I saw in this and that will always stick with me having little ones myself to have, you know, kids wanted to go to a game, right. It's supposed to be the beautiful game and to see the barbaric nature of what went down, uh, is, is you know, I'm gutted. Uh, I gotta be honest. Um, and hearing, you know, the news today about how light things are in terms of punishment uh, shows that certain forces aren't serious or they just find it not financially viable to follow through. And that is as much of a crime as the, as what occurred to me uh, to see that the justice isn't being done. So I just want to throw it out there and how I feel about it. I'm going to open it up to the gentlemen as well uh, to have their comments before we get going on to the show. Um, Tony. Honestly, it just, again, there's rivalries, there's like bad blood, but at the end of the day, when it comes to actually taking someone's life, that's, that's, that you, I don't know how far you have to cross that line to do that. I've like talked with the boys like after that happened. And to be honest, the only way they're going to listen is to hurt them in their wallet 
and the way I mean by that is just MLS has to pull out of the CCL. They have to end game friendly games when they have tournaments over here against them because that's the only way they're going to understand how how this is not okay. Like it it it's one of those things where like I there are teams who who should be in the league and like do better and this in this team like um, no, nothing taken away for any fans who who is a fan because it's not all of them of fourth quarters but uh this this team doesn't have the history that most of other teams do that i know of you know what i mean championships wise stuff like that they've always been the very bottom of the feeder of the league in and out of the league all the time and for just an incident of it's one thing to attack men which again still not right but understandable but women children beating people who are not even they're already dead and that you see the if when you see the videos they're still beating on them even though there's like literally a pile of blood on where their head is is just understandable and like the punishment was literally a slap on the wrist oh you can't go to a game for a year you can't go to away those it's it's it doesn't it 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 doesn't do anything unfortunately this is the time and leave and it's it in for people who are asking for fifa to do something about it it has to be drastically for it for it to be like what russia did because we're still having the world cup in qatar and we know qatar is very anti everything like anti lgbtq2 plus um anti-women even with the workers so it's it's viable FIFA, like they like at that point it's like fifa has to step in and be the governing party party of everything because concaf is going to do it the mexican league is you saw what they did so those are my two cents on it agreed agreed right it has to go beyond the local level at this point pulling a world cup is is massively f- severe i i think at the local level um individual teams those need to go um yeah we'll see this play out the story is still developing i'm guaranteeing more has to happen and it will happen uh we'll see how it plays uh ben would you like to comment as well yeah i mean it's just 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 sad news just seeing it all over social media this this weekend you know you you go to a game to to have a good time with your family you don't go there to to incite violence you don't go there to you know get beaten up on it, it's it's a family event it's for our entertainment it's for us to have a good time i, I mean i can't I, I i kid you not like when i went to the to the game on on sunday um lafc game i couldn't like help but think like oh like this could never happen here but that's probably what they thought in mexico too and it happened so yeah i i just can't imagine what those people were going through like i've never been in a situation like that but yeah, it's it's just sad, and you know the team needs to be punished, the league needs to be punished. You know there needs to be big, big, big consequences for things to change because you know these small punishments like the ones we heard about today, it, it's not going to change anything. Like like Tony said, it's slap on the wrist. You know it's it's. I hope it doesn't happen again, but you know with with the history in, in Mexican soccer, especially with the ultras, like we never really know. So. Let's just hope that you know everybody can just go to a game safely, for for the better of us, for the better of the future, for the better of football. Well said, brother. Pam. 
the fact that something from Mexican football that wasn't good made news over here. I had mates in Australia that love football going, hey, did you hear about this? And I'm like, first of all, I'm like, wait, what's going on? I looked into it and I was absolutely disgusted. It was breaking my heart seeing kids, wives, people getting bashed just because they wore a shirt. It's a shirt. Now, I'll happily sit there for 90 minutes of a football game and hurl abuse at you for wearing that shirt. As soon as that final whistle goes, let's go get a beer. Obviously, right. there's obviously there's one team that I wouldn't do that on the day. I won't for that day. I don't want to know know you, but Portland, San Jose, um, Seattle, for that ninety minutes, I'm going to hurl abuse at you. But as soon as I find a whistle goes, let's go to the bar. First drinks on me. That's how it should be, plain and simple. During that ninety minutes, sing your your heart out, chant your heart out. After it, let's get a beer. Well said. And I will say on the 3252 end of things, uh, those traveling to Miami um, are actually going to have an event with the Miami supporters. Uh, We'll get into details as it goes on this episode. But it's one of those examples where we're working with a group on the road to provide unity. Um, Because they came here and partied with us when they came here for their first game. And that's the culture that we want to build. From whistle to whistle, it's on, right? It's on. We're going to go nuts. We're going to do what we got to do. We're going to dominate the stand. That's what we do. But after the whistle blows, at the end of the day, we're all football fans. We all love the culture. That's something we have in common. That's not something that should tear us apart or cause hate upon hate. That's not how it's supposed to work. That's busted. That's not humanity. Uh, It should not be that way. So... That is where I'll leave it, and we'll move forward. Um, I am going to comment on the comments that we see on YouTube from Al Hopkins today uh, because it needs to be said. Um, Mr. Hopkins, it was mentioned on the episode last week. Uh, Also, the powers that be, which I am no longer president, uh, very obviously, um, have been talking, um, have been trying to work this out. Um, and the dialogue is incorrect and I'll put it just like that. It is not an issue of discrimination. It is not an issue of anybody trying to leave anybody out in the cold. Uh, I, for one hope that pride Republic does eventually move in following the same processes that LAO did and gets in there. I hope for nothing but the best. I pray they get in. I pray it works out. I pray it's all right. And we get there and we have another another club to put on one of those scarves back there for the man of the match. That's where I stand. I think that's where everybody stands on this, but the process is the process. And just because LAO gets in is not made at the expense of another group. When one group gets voted in, doesn't mean another group gets voted out. And I think there's a dialogue being created here that is not accurate. It's just not. Should communication be better? 100% should be better. Every one of us will tell you, it should have been better. It will be better. It has to be better. We agree on that. No doubt about it. But the lob accusations that they're being lobbed at people, personally attacking people, apparently now myself um, and others on social media, is not constructive, does not help. And these are people that are trying to help. 
it it to me it is very cynical and i think when the truth comes out uh we will have to have a conversation uh, about what was said today and other days on social media that are completely inaccurate and we'll discuss that for certain tony like I, like Al, like I, and I understand like it, the passions there and you're not misguided in wanting this to happen because again, none of us here don't do, do want, sorry, let me rephrase it. Not, none of us here, all of us here, sorry, before I rephrase it, cause I don't want to mislead you. All of us here want pride to be part of the 3252. They are an upstanding group and everything like that. Um, the communication wise, that is where we don't have the communications like yes we are friends with the some of the people up there but again there are certain things they do we do talk about and there's certain things that i literally tell him don't talk to me about this because this is not my place this is not where i belong there are certain places where we do talk about other things but in those upper enchalants that's how it how it is and again when that conversation gets put out and everything that will be done but again none of us here none of us even in who listens to our pod and every other pod they do want pride in the 3252 and like like and i understand your passion because it's like you do feel discriminated and as and as coming from someone who as all of us we've like all of us we've we've all felt it and stuff like that and it's a different in different ways and we don't want you to feel that you're not wanted because at the end of the day we do want you guys here in in general it doesn't even matter if you're part of them part of us part of anything we you just we're, we're one unit and that's what i think sometimes gets lost in groups is that we're just one unit unit and like i said like my statements weren't false like they like there's stuff that i can't talk about that i don't know like this is me just making my statements that that the things that i know there's no there's no there's no i'm hiding i'm lying for somebody i'm doing anything because it doesn't benefit me because again i have a very close connection like my best friend who i've lost was just barely understanding where he belonged in an lbgb community and he got cut short and after that i like push forward every day to, to make sure anyone in that anyone in that gets the help they need or gets whatever they need to feel comfortable and that's always been my mission no matter what justice right that's what that's what we need um at you know at the end of the day, I cannot comment on what happens in a meeting in the 3252. That is confidential information. I would hope, right? Um, that's the business of the 3252 and the 3252 leadership. I also would not ever speak for the council or the leadership because, again, I am not the leader of that. Uh, that would be out of place. So definitely, uh, we support the process and we hope that pride and 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 everyone come together and we make this work and the process plays itself out the way it should play out and we all celebrate hopefully at the end because at the end of the day the 3252 was built to be inclusive i didn't put all that time in travel near and far to create a group based on exclusion or hate or pettiness i would have not have put that effort in to create an organization like that. 
So on my end, just know we're here for the group. We're here for everybody. We want to see this grow. We want to see the culture grow and we want to see the Northland be stronger than ever. I'll leave it at that. Uh, Bam, Ben, would you like to add anything else or shall we move into the football? I think everything's been said. Let's get into the football. Let's do it. All right. Football time. Uh, obviously, we've got a massive, massive game. It wasn't a win. It was frustrating as hell. It was brutal. It was physical. It was the Portland Timbers, right? I mean, that that's what we expect from them. It's everything the rivalry should be. And if they say it's not a rivalry, they're crazy. You saw the physicality of it, the cards. Yeah, uh, all the way. So, yeah, let's talk about it. Before we go, though, we want to, of course, send our best wishes to who, Tony? What? Sorry? <laughs> who are we? Who? There was club news, or at least related club uh, news today, right? Oh, uh, yes. So... Yeah. For the one time, and he, I felt like he he left us too early. Uh, BWP has officially retired from his soccer career in general. He um, scored 127 goals, a couple of those with us, and um, unfortunately, we never, um, we we never get to officially give him the proper 3252 welcome and his cheeriness. But best wishes. I know you had a. Great career, even though you did play for the wrong red team, in my opinion, in uh, Liverpool. But that's just me being a, a Man U supporter. <laughs> but good career. Um, thank you for all the good memories that you had with us. And I hope a great endeavors in your next part of your future. There it is. Um, I'll give mine as well to BWP. Thank you for your service to the club. It is sad that you had to play in front of an empty stadium and never actually got the experience of playing in front of the 3252. That is a hard truth. Um, a few of us, like Ben and I, got a chance to see him play live with the team during that period and saw stuff that we had not really seen very much for, for target forwards on our side where they were making the movements. And he's just a brilliant player. Um, and so, yes, sad we never got to see him play altogether. Uh, but thankful for the for the work that he did for the sake of the club. But anyone add anything to that? Yeah, I mean, you, you could always see the class in BWP, you know, just a, a true legend on MLS. We were grateful to have him for at least a year in LAFC. Sad that we couldn't see him at the 32-52, you know, the fans cheering him on at the bank. But just grateful that we got to see him at least one season with the club. I think he scored uh, eight goals, six assists. That's pretty good for knowing just 18 games so yeah thank you bwp uh and congrats on your retirement there it is bam final thought on that before we move in look he was an absolute legend when he came to us um one of my mates over here is a uh new york red bull supporter so i was giving him a bit of stick saying thanks for him watching succeed more and he did so for what he did to us and for his whole career Congratulations. Enjoy retirement. Well-deserved. There it is. Thank you, BWP. All right. Into the match itself. Uh, Portland came to town. Interesting lineups. Interesting setup. They came after a massive, tough-fought draw for them at home. Came to our house with those funky, weird uniforms um, and set up proper. Bam, what were the lineups looking like for this one? Uh, last for this one, for us, we obviously had Kripu in um, goals, Escobar, Milio, Fall, and Palacios in the back line, Sifu, Ilya, and Acosta across the mid, 
and out front was our three firing forwards, Vela, Chicho, and B-Rod. For the Timbers, they had Ivanich in gold, Van Riken, Rigor, Tulioma, and Bravo in defence, Mourinho, Diego Chara, Paredes, and Asprilla in midfield, and Yumi Chara and Nisgoda up front. So interesting lineup. Blanco, of course, out, still not 100%. We'd see him later, of course, in the game, but uh, basically setting up with a 4-4-2. Usually we usually see them go 4-2-3-1, but in this case, I think they wanted to play it more wide because we tend to play wide. Uh, so that was the standard setup, right? 4-4-2 is popular again. Check that out. Uh, you'll see that repeat itself. We'll talk about that in a bit too. Uh, it's the thing again. Check it out. Uh, the approach, of course, would be expected. We were going to go high tempo, get around the end, right? Bring the ball in, classic LAFC, uh, own possession, overlap, overlap, overlap. You know, not turn it over, but maintain it. Be very patient, but get in there. Portland, in their hand, was all about uh, shutting that down, playing the counter, trying to catch us long on counterattacks, uh, and, and steal one. So, that's what we do, right? It back to the usual with these guys. Uh, two different philosophies at play yet again. On that note, Ben uh, Benjamin, give us some highlights from that first half because it was an interesting one. Yeah, it sure was. You know, it wasn't really a, a great start for LAFC. Um, you know, you have you have to deal with your starting right back. Escobar has to come off due to injury in the 12th minute, so that's not it's not good news, but. We had Hollings head step in. He did a pretty good job. Um, I don't feel that LAFC was as aggressive as they normally are in the press in the first 15, 20 minutes. So the Timbers kind of used that to their advantage and moved the ball up the field and attacked us, you know. And sure enough, in the 17th minute, uh, Portland picks up the ball on the right side with uh, Moreno. He plays a ball to Paredes. Cheeky. Um, I love Cheeky. He he had actually a really good game for me, but he kind of got caught in between staying or going for the ball. Reacted just a second too late. Uh, Paredes was able to take off the shot. Fall blocks it with his chest, but Gimichara, again, with an overhead kick, is able to just get it over Crepo for the 1-0 lead. So it was kind of a wake-up call for LAFC. I feel like they weren't, you know, fully into the game up until that moment. You know, you don't want to start a game, um, you know, with such low intensity. I feel like it took them a little bit to get to get up there. But luckily, that goal kind of woke them up. Uh, later in the first half, you had Vela. He had a really good uh, kick inside the box. Curler, left-footed curler to the far post, but... Portland's goalie uh, made made a made a good diving save. Um, Acosta had a few had one shot I think on goal. Thirty seventh minute, uh, Bravo, their left back gets a yellow card, and that's going to come into play later in the second half. But yeah, Vela um, got a good free kick in the in the first half, just missed over the bar. And then towards the end of the half, you have um, a couple set pieces with Vela and Acosta off corner kicks. Uh, Chicho and Mamadou fall getting getting on the end of things, but you know just just close close, but no 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 cigar. So I would say for the first half, you know LAFC picked it up towards the end. I, I was happy with that. Um, I feel like the 
the Escobar injury, I hope it's not too serious. We'll we'll get more information on that later. But what what did you guys think of the first half? Bam, I'll let you get into it. The first half, as you said, we started slowly. Um, that goal for Portland, no kip in the world was stopping that. I'm sorry. That was just it is where it is. Um, he obviously likes putting his legs up in the air, so you can't even chop his legs to stop him doing that. Um, but, but but let's be honest. Like besides that, the run of play was fairly even, and I was glad that we came out better in the second half. Yeah, frustrating first half. I mean, there were still chances we were creating. Uh, I think Vela played a little bit quieter than I thought he would on the day. I know he came out eventually, right? But, you know, it wasn't quite, quite, quite there. Technical was there, but there was something a little bit missing, you could say. Um, and, yeah, they're a very hard team to deal with, a uh, very, very difficult team to deal with. I, I will say one thing that was really enlightening to me uh, was the fact that Hollingshead was trusted to be a right back, even though he never plays there. Um, and on the depth chart, he was the backup option rather than Kim Moon Hwan. I think that's telling honestly, uh, to know that he's the guy that's the second on the list to come in pretty much left or right, um, which you've got to wonder where does Kim Moon Hwan fall into that mix? Uh, is is he really seen now as a defensive midfield backup? You know, where, where does he figure in the lineup if Hollingshead is, is playing out of technical position uh, to, to take over and adjust for an Escobar that's it's now hurt, which kind of breaks my heart a little bit to see. So uh, that was interesting. And of course, like you said, the goal, the only way to stop that is the foul a player and you're not going to do that. So, you know, you have no angle. <laughs> you have nothing to do on that play. If he gets lucky and hits it, good for him. Getting lucky two games in a row, I have no idea what the odds of that would be, but he did it. Um, so credit to him. And of course, the worst thing you ever want to do is fall behind to, to the Timbers because they really know how to chew clock. They're like they can kill in half like the best of them they can absorb like the best of them it's exactly what they needed and they got it so the game plan was exactly what they were looking for tony your thoughts on the first half like i said we just started like super slow um i don't know if it was just because it was just such a late game for well technically for the east coast but also a late game for us in general um that goal was honestly chara i think just because it's the beginning of the season chara can make those goals because if you look at the ending seasons of any portland games you don't get that many like acrobatic goals it's just because it's sort of a new season it's hard it's easier for them to be more flexible and there's not much wear and tear going forward um the thing with uh kim and juan is from if i remember what chindola uh dolo was saying that he's not match fit yet so that could be one of the the processes because they were asking him about him and he said he does want to play him, but at the moment he's not match ready or match fit for, I guess, his standards that he wants him to be at. So that's why Hollings is pretty much the uh, quote-unquote backup for moving forward. Um, yeah, Timbers just want to park the bus as soon as that goal comes in. It, like I said, we, we, we were on their toes and stuff like that. Intensity is, again, we're going back to the last season where the intensity is not there. Maybe it's just because we were coming off that high from the last game thinking we can – Golossal every team that we come going forward, but again, still, still a start of a new season. We only conceded that one goal in the half, so it's not the best, but it's not the worst, right? And we dealt with a defensive injury 
which if that happened to us last year, we don't know what happens next, right? It, definitely not what we saw come out. Uh, and then, you know, still take the game towards the end of that first half. So moving on to the second half, Ben, what were highlights for that one? Yeah, so second half starts. Well, to go back to the first half, both of their fullbacks were on yellow cards. So I feel like Brian and Chicho really use that to their advantage to attack them in the second half. You know, they kind of backed off a little bit. Um, Vela comes off in the at halftime for precautionary reasons, um, according to Chirundolo. Apoko comes in that does fairly well for 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 the game. Yeah, he actually had a couple good plays for us in the second half, so good on him. Uh, but I think, in my opinion, Brian t- took over the, the game in the second half. I feel like he just felt a sense of responsibility. Like, I'm the DP. You know, they paid the big bucks to bring me here. So I feel like I need to prove myself to the fans, to the club, to my teammates. And I really felt that in Brian. He he showed a resilience. He Even though all the plays didn't go his way, he, he never gave up. He, he kept trying to take players on. And, you know, he got rewarded at the end. We'll talk about a little bit later. But, yeah, I, I really love that about Brian. It shows growth. It shows progress. Um, moving on to the to more things in the second half. Um, LAFC had at least two or three clear chances uh, that could have been put away. Um, one specifically in the 71st minute, Ilya. You know, he picked up a, a rebound just outside the box. Hits the first time with the inside of his foot and it just goes right over the bar. So that, that one was was really close. Chicho had a very similar shot um, a few minutes later. It also went over the bar. So I feel like the chances were there. I was happy with the way LAFC fought to the end. They created some good chances. Um, happy to see Chicho get a full 90 minutes in after only seeing 30 minutes for him uh, the, the previous game. But yeah, uh, all in all, I, I like the fight from the team. Uh, it was good for a second game of the season. I feel like, you know, we're still trying to get used to the system, get used to Chirundolo's, um ideas. But, yeah, I, I'm happy with, with the way the team fought to get the tie. Um, stoppage time, Mamadou Fall, again, does it for us. His fifth goal for us in just 20 games. The, the kid's special. He, he has so much potential to be such a star in this team, in this league. And, yeah, those are those are my thoughts for the second half. What do you guys think? Oh, I'd agree. Fall is an absolute star. It's going to be hard to hold on to him for much longer. I mean, really, he's just that good. Uh, Yes, defensively, there's things he can improve upon. But, of course, at his age, mistakes happen, right? Just going forward and his mindset going forward, his ability to read plays the way he does, he's really advanced for where he's at in his career. And we are benefiting greatly. He is the one guy... That is the true starter at the back line. Everyone else is a question. I don't think he's a question anymore. He is a he's the guy you slot in. There, there's no one else is secure except for him in my book. Everyone else is a question because even Murray in this game, he has some shaky moments, especially in the first half. Got through them for the most part, uh, but was not as steady, right? Towards the end, looking a little better but he was steady second half. The other guy that stood out to me was, of course, was Opoku coming in. He was on fire out there. He was flying. He was moving. He was sacrificing his body. You have to give him full credit for that. Every guy did. They were willing to take the tackles, willing to get crunched at times, willing to pick up those cards for the other side. And it of course paid off, but give the club credit. They didn't back away. 
They didn't back down. They kept it gritty. They kept it physical. They gave just as much as they got at times. And that's something that's a dynamic we didn't have. They bullied us last year. They absolutely bullied us last year. This time, yes, they hacked us, but they didn't bully us. We still took the game to it. We didn't lose our way. We didn't lose our cool. We stuck with the game plan. And Brian showed real leadership in this game, knowing that he was the star. And he took control of it from his side. And yeah, to me, really, I think he's first star. Outside of fall, those two, one and one for me. But I'm going to say Brian, because if Brian didn't put that energy and that leadership into the play in that second half, we don't even have a play that goes to fall. It doesn't happen with a Brian. It's Brian's work rate that really got us on that side to broke those guys down. So, you know, good on that. And when I say digging deep, really it is digging deep. We had multiple injuries on the day. If you had that many injuries last year, you lose this game 2 nothing. You do. You don't pull out and get a draw. You lose that game. You get lost in it. You bring the kids in. They get bullied. It's over. We lose. That doesn't happen with this side. So that, to me, was the big difference. Uh, Bam, your take on it? It was amazing. Um, I want to know who was for having a disagreement with after the match. You saw him going hard at someone on the, on the cameras. I didn't see who he was yelling at, but he was upset and angry. So that goal really was something for him. Also hearing people saying, after he scored the goal, why do you celebrate so much? Yes, there's still a couple of injured minutes left, but we could have got, scored another goal to win the game. We could have copped a goal as well. To me, let him celebrate as much as he wants. Scoring in that situation in front of the 30-52 would be amazing. So for me, no harm about how much he was celebrating. It was really good to see. It's part of the game. There was still injury time, and uh, we should have had three at that point anyway. So I could think of others that should have had it. He gave us those what more do you want moments, you know, um, but he still got the job done. Tony? On on that, on that goal, um, I was looking through Twitter, and if you actually look at it, uh, Chicho actually also had a hand in that goal as well. He actually pushed Fall to get into position right when, when Rodriguez was making that final run. Like, if you kind of rewatch it, there's someone who on Twitter, you can probably find it really quick that breaks down that play. And Chicho with his leaderships puts fall in the position to be able just to tap it in and get the goal. So honestly, yes, B-Rod has changed and he's become more of a leader and trying to be more of a star and understands his role. But we have multiple leaders on the field to put all our young people who don't know the game as well as they should or still learning the game in positions to succeed. So like it's overall and like, yeah, the whole celebration, whatever, but where, where, where are all these people talking about the celebrations when uh, Chicharito scored his goal, like in the last minute and like, yeah, they were up. It's like, well, he scored the last goal. It's like, it doesn't matter. A goal is a goal. We come out with points when we could have come out with nothing and we're still in the top, top five in the Western conference, still looking at playoffs. And I know it's a long season, but every point matters. As we can see from last season's we were, if we, we lost 22 points last season and missed the playoffs. So I'll take any points that we can moving forward. Yeah. There was also some timely saves from our goalkeeper that we, that there was one where like, Oh, they got us. And then he comes flying out and got the job done. So give credit to him. Um, in terms of celebrations, I'd rather have guys with passion than ones that are dead inside than just, you know, I'm a pro I do it. I'm done. 
nah, I'd rather be, I'd rather celebrate like this. I had a good time with it, so I'm good with it. Ben, your final thoughts? Well, you got to give credit to their goalie, too. He had a really good game. Um, you know, he had, I think, five saves. And then we, they were forced to play with 10 men in the final 30 minutes because Bravo got a record in the 60th minute. So, yeah, it just made them, you know, be more compact and even made it more difficult for us to unlock the defense. But, yeah, my final thoughts would be just hopefully all the guys that were forced to come off injury, you know, hope they're fine. Uh, I think Sifu, Chiki, I saw Costa limping in towards the end. Hopefully they're all good to go. Hopefully Vela's fine as well. Um, what What do you guys think um, if some of those guys are not ready for the next game? Or do you want to leave that for the next section as to who's going to come in for them? Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely talk about it. I'll say this. It's good to have depth, and it's good to make the purchases we made because we actually have backups for all these guys. I know Vela's Vela, but... Apoko looked pretty darn good on the day, so I don't feel so bad against a team like, uh, oh yeah, Miami. And uh, I, I really, I really hope they keep that three-man back line because Apoko is going to have fun with that. I'll, I'll leave it there. We'll get into it a little bit, but we have replacements. We will survive. Uh, we'll be fine. But I prefer that they were all healthy in their back end because I really want to see them take it to take it to Miami when they get the chance. Yeah, I mean the 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 depth in, in this team is is crazy, you know. Just to have Latif coming off the bench, to have um, Hollingshead coming Hollingshead. off the bench, yeah. yeah, you know, it's just it's just great to see those those players are starters in any other club in MLS. So the fact that we get to have them in our bench as our first option is is great. Yeah, thirty games played, thirty starts for Hollingshead last year, like. How many starts did Blessing get, right? I mean, this is wild to have that option. And Apoku would have had a lot of starts last year if he was healthy. We're, we're that's strong. It's good stuff. So, yeah. Um, in terms of ratings, Bam, uh, did you want to throw your three stars into this one, sir? Yep. So uh, thanks to everyone that's voted so far this week. Um, I closed the voting just before we started. So for my, me, my three votes went to Mabadu 4. Two votes went to B-Rod, and one vote went to Kripo. For Araceli, I got hers a bit earlier. She had three votes for four, two votes for Kripo, and one vote for B-Rod. So what did you have, Tony? B-Rod, Fall, and Kripo. So Rodriguez, one, Fall, two, Kripo, three. I'm in the same boat. Uh, to me, it was B-Rod, Fall, and, and Krepu. Same same thing. Ben? Uh, for me, three votes for Brian, two votes for Ilya, and one vote for Fall. Gosh, we didn't even talk about Ilya. We need to talk about Ilya. Yeah, he's good to say on that. Oh, my gosh. Tell us why you voted for Ilya. Man, he he brings so much balance to, to the midfield. You know, he's so composed. Um with with so many offensive minded midfielders like Acosta and Sifu who just constantly go up the field, he he remains disciplined. I mean, I, I can't believe like how hard it must be for him to not want to go up and help them. But you know, he has a he has a role. He provides that safety blanket for, for his teammates. So and he also gets it done defensively. He he tackles players, he recovers balls in his own half. So yeah, he He's arguably one of our biggest signings this offseason for sure. Dude, he's cold-blooded. 
right? No emotions, just gets the job done. If he has to be physical, cool, gets up, keeps moving. Doesn't lose his cool at all at all. It's awesome. I did want to talk about Portland, though, before we move on to everybody's comments. I will say if this is how they're going to play this year, because he did it against New England as well, they're going to have a rash of injuries about a month away from now. They're going to tear themselves apart. And by the end of the season, they're going to fade if this is the game plan for the year. Because we're not the only skilled team they're going to face in the West. Now you got Nashville in the West. Seattle's going to find themselves. Carson's, honestly, I think is better than Portland right now. Technically looks better. So if that's the game plan for them, they're going to fade. They're going to be a bubble team if that's the case. Because that is not a sustainable approach to a match. Not at all. That's my take on that. I don't know, Ben, do you think that that makes sense? Yeah, I mean they're they're so intense when they play. You know, it's it's hard to stay so disciplined. You know, I know they're known for their you know defending so well, but you can only do so much with that strategy. I feel like you know it's only two games in, and like what have they got? They got two draws. You know, they're what are they gonna do with that in ten games, twenty games from now? So I feel like, yeah, they might win a few games here and there, but at the end of the day, you have to you have to score goals. And you know you can't really score and win games in this in this system. So I feel like they got to change some things around. I'm not sure what their what their plan is, but yeah, I, I agree with you. If they keep playing with this intensity for every week, they're gonna get torn. Yeah, they'll break themselves yeah. down. They had 72 clearances, I believe. That might have borderline their pass rate. Uh, bizarre, bizarre. Bam. <laughs> With their next game, it's going to be a really interesting game. They are at home to Austin. Now, Austin's having a great start to the season. Yes, they haven't played great teams, but scoring 10 goals in two games shows that they've done something right so far. Yeah, if you watch them, they've, they've found themselves. This is second year, looks legit for them. They've got to be at least a 500 club with, with what they're putting out there. So, yeah, it should be a real interesting setup. All right, let's take it to the... Uh, well, want to go to the comments, guys, or want to go to Rumorville? Comments, right? Comments. We want comments. All right, let's check in with the crew, see where we're at. We'll move it on down here. We've got Beast in the mix. Uh, I've <laughs> got jokes. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, Beast. Beast also says no to football violence. It's unfortunate there are evil people with evil intentions that give the bad image to the game we love. Agreed. Agreed. Um, let's see, moving forward, we've got Carlos C. They need to ban Barras from the stadiums in Mexico. This has been brewing for years. And it's a hard thing to say, I will say. Yeah, it's trouble right now, and they have to find themselves. You partly want to see, you know, not a whole season ban, but at least a month to figure it out at each stadium of what's proper. Um, there were conversations of security per fan because Azteca runs way higher in terms of security apparatus and police towards fan numbers. I, it was in, I was reading, it was telling um, to see how light it was. So maybe they just need an audit to figure it out. But yeah, the bars, there's some that are really out of hand and needs to be handled. So this blanket all the way across the board, that would be really unfortunate. Uh, but yeah, they got to get it right. They got to get it right. Uh, he also says the league and the teams have been looking the other way as more and more criminal elements have been infiltrating the supporters groups. Yeah. You know, one thing it might also change it, of course, is liability. If the clubs are liable for the actions of their supporters, you see a very big change that, you know, that would be huge, but I know it's different. 
I get that. Here, <laughs> liability exists. So little different, little different. Uh, David Briscoe, in the 70s and 80s, things would get pretty bad with the hooliganism with Leeds and Manchester United, but nowhere near that bad. That was for another time. Hooliganism has no place in sports. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, David also says, just showed my age with that comment. I'm there too. I get you. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, when we were in Dortmund, I heard some crazy stories on the night. Um, it does, it's not gone yet. It's just the way it's handled and security apparatus handles it. The element will always be there. Always be there. Marvin Chavez, thanks for giving the reason Joseph question. That is the process that takes so long. Um, yeah, it is a process. And like I said, it's best for the 3252 to make the statement. It's not my place. It really is not my place. That would be out of line. So we'll leave it at that. Uh, LAFC Beast. Once again, Portland was a pain in the ass. Uh, I was at the game. It was a chilly night. Nice to see Ollie back in the sky. It's a beautiful thing. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Beast want to know about Vela. We don't know about Vela yet. We just know it was said. That something was tight. So let's hope it's just that precautionary. Uh, Smalls Kenobi. Uh, Timbers have our number. It sucks. Uh, they do. I think that's going to change, though. I really do. Uh, give it time. Again, we've only got two games in with the squad we have. Next time we see them, it could be a lot of fun for us. So uh, if we stay healthy and they stay with what they're doing, we'll pass them. We'll catch them this year. LAFC Beast. Uh, LSC had majority of possession, bunch of corners. Ball wasn't going into the net. The goalposts were against our squad. Dude, there were some wild goalpost plays. Uh, you're right, man. That one potential own goal from Portland in the first half, I still don't know how the heck that all played itself out and it didn't end up in the net. That was bizarro. And then the post that hits the goalkeeper. I've seen it a million times. I've had to deal with it as a goalkeeper in indoor where a ball comes at you like that and it's all kinds of trouble for everybody. He got lucky. He got lucky at the end of it. He had committed so heavily. Uh, let's see. So Al did toss out there, heard on MVP podcast that Vela was training as if normal today with the team. That is excellent news to hear. Thank you, Al. Carlos C. Portland played well. They played the most Portland game. Very frustrating to watch. Uh, watch that team. Yeah, I mean, PTFC, probably PTA, right? Uh, FC, pain in the ass FC. Uh, that's what they are. That's what they do. Uh, I wouldn't mind making a TIFO with that. Not a big one, but just something, right? Because that is who they are for us right now. Uh, Beast uniforms Portland Timbers were using would look better on NWSL team Portland Thorns. No, Portland Thorns have an awesome rose jersey. Don't take anything away. They have an amazing kit. Check it out. They get roses right. Portland Timbers, not so much. Uh, you know, I'm watching it. I'm seeing the colors. Y'all remember that guy that used to do like lessons on like the body and he had like this muscle suit? It was all weird color, flesh colored back in the day, it's like channel 28 stuff or even the game operation play up. Dude, to me, it looks like the guy in operation, right? You have little pink spots everywhere where you can try to get, not get buzzed. You know, it's just ugly. It's a special kind of ugly. Ugh. Yeah. Hideous, man. I don't know how they're selling that thing. Uh, 
Beast. Shara got goal was uh, a ball that bounced off fall chest, made the mini bicycle pop uh, possible. Yeah, I mean, there's there's luck involved, right? And a little bit of skill. He knows what he's doing there. Uh, give him credit for the two. <laughs> I've never seen the player do two games in a row like that, but give it to him. All good things. Uh, let's see, Marvin. Agreed. I love what he said. Solid depth. Hollings head when Palacios went out. Peace of mind. Man, Palacios got ripped apart on his play, too, at the end there. Uh, that was pretty rough to see. So we hope he's doing okay as well. Jason, back in the mix, sir. Hope you're doing well, man. Happy you're listening in today. Uh, just, again, man, all love, brother. Uh, says, think last year's team would have lost the game this past Sunday. I agree with you. They would have lost this game. They wouldn't have thought out. We would have had a 1-0 defeat. Oh, I like this. LAFC o'clock in the mix. Dude, I love that logo, man. That's really super cool, dude. Uh, is anyone else stressed whenever Marie touches the ball? I just don't see confidence there. My other feeling after two matches is that I prefer to see Latif start over Sifu. Good take. Uh, to me, Murray was uncomfortable in the first half. It was a little scary. To me, second half, he kind of found himself a little bit more comfortable. But, yeah, he seemed a little shaky with the pressure that they were providing on us because they were pretty aggressive on him. They they know they know that he, he stresses when you limit his time on the ball. That's game plan. It made sense. Uh, but he got better over time. But, yeah, I'm always – dude, I will always be the guy that every time Murray touches the ball, I hold my breath a little bit because he has a track record. I'm with you on that. I don't trust him. I don't. He's one of our guys, but trust, you know, it, it's hard because of the moments that he's had. So, yes. Uh, in terms of Latif over Sifu, again, game time decision. Is that what we want to go with? Is the grind what we're looking for over what Sifu was giving? I thought Sifu had an off day as well. It wasn't his best moments, for sure. There were times that were good, but, yeah, it was not as consistent as the game before. Different opponent, I know um latif of course we always know he's really good at drawing cards and drawing fouls and that's what portland's business is so it made sense when he came in it was the right move at the time could he get more minutes he probably will get more minutes maybe you'll see him start against miami and we'll talk about that too it would make sense if we're going to get him a start that would be a great team to start against so we'll see we'll see uh hop al says yeah murray's been looking strong first two games right pretty much first game he was outstanding uh, I agree. Outstanding first game, second game, shaky, but then found his legs. Uh, <laughs> like David, uh, last year would have been 3-0. Yeah, they had some chances, that's for sure. And I think that 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 one big save that uh, that uh, Max had in the second half where he had to come flying out, right? Low body save. Uh, the goalkeepers we had last year probably wouldn't come in that aggressive and it would have been trouble, so... That is true. Signings work. Uh, LSU o'clock. I don't know if it looks different on TV, but the bank, I see Murray makes so many mistakes. Yeah, I mean, we're we're behind the goal. Those are what, you know, you see them up close. There's there's some weird touches. That's for sure. Uh, that is for sure. Um, yeah, to be honest, 32-52 was so crazy last game that I couldn't really see much of the match. And special went out, so I didn't record the game for me. I will say this. It was probably the most packed I've ever seen for the 32-52. Uh, it went three deep in the first row, which we never do that. And then it went 
like four deep on top of the section, not even in the stands, but just the, the pathways in the back. It was deep with people even during the, I don't know where they're coming from. Clearly the, the 3252 was more like the 3500 on the day. Um, cause it, it was big, uh, and loud and crazy. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I gotta say even, even around the stadium, it was a proper packed, crazy crowd, uh, living up to it. So good on everybody involved. Uh, let's see. Move to the next one. Mike's in the mix. Mike, not Mike 805 says thought. Can we beat Seattle or Portland without another DP? I think we can if everyone is healthy, but it would certainly help to have another DP. Uh, I think we need one for it. better question. We can beat them in the regular season. Can we break them down in the playoffs? That's the next one. Uh, my take is we need one. Bam, you want to jump in on that one? As you're saying, on, on the day, if everyone's firing, if we get the angry Vela that can score worldlies, Yes, we can beat them easily, easily beat them. If we have some players like the last game that weren't quite on their injuries early, then it will be tough. Regular season, you can't take a draw here and there. When it comes down to the way the league's set up is playoffs. Can we beat them in the playoffs? Without the actual DP, again, I don't think so. It's going to be tough. It's going to be th- the, the West is tight this year. It just is. You're going to see there's not really bad, bad teams in the West. They've all improved. They really have, except Seattle, I think, is not. I know they brought in Cry like that. Oh, I don't, they got older. They didn't get younger. They got older. We'll see how that plays itself out as the season goes on. But they don't seem like a younger side and they don't seem that sprightly in the early stages. So I think that's a team that could get knocked off its pedestal. And Nashville is the real deal that whoever's going to the game in Nashville. I'm super jealous of you at the moment because I'm not on that list yet. Um, that game could be a battle for first place. I'll throw that out there right now. Uh, that team is good. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm worried more about Nashville than I am Seattle and Portland. Uh, Jason throwing out there. Anyone else hate Sunday night games and want more Saturday night games? Dude, for my family, that was kind of rough on the day. Uh, and dude, Monday, Monday. That's the most Monday of Mondays I've had in a long time. So I'm with you, man. I'm with you there. <laughs> Tony's like, yeah. <laughs> All right, Tony. Dude, I was like, I, I had like, I, I was just so tired. I couldn't do anything like I had to get up and drop my mom off to fly her back to Colorado and then came back home. I was like, okay, I'm going to sleep for an hour. Next thing you know, I woke up, it's three o'clock in, in the afternoon. <laughs> like just tired. Luckily I didn't have work, but still it was, that was just cause there, cause again, the 3252 is just the energy that you had. Like you felt like you had to bring more energy cause they were bringing the energy. So you had to give it back. So it was like you got drained. So Sunday, I know we were all just like, this is the most Monday, Monday game ever. <laughs> or Monday, Monday ever. Sorry, not even game. Sorry, my bad. Dude. Yeah, it was absolute brutal. And what I do requires you to talk all day, all the time, right? Uh, that wasn't fun. I gotta lie. I, 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 that jacked something up in there. I know that. Finally, I could talk today. 
but uh oof yeah uh gomez jr has an interesting thing he says uh been saying it on all pods we need to sign Ilya. so uh, for a couple of years even that he's not good to start he can definitely lead and coach younger mids to play the way he does here's the thing as he ages and he did notice at times he was playing center back for us he shifted a few times where he's playing the, the really deep back there um especially cycling he dropped deep uh he has that he's versatile he can play center back as well as defensive mid uh yeah he's not that young but yeah if he can stay healthy and do it i don't want him to leave anytime soon because it's a great experience having him back there for sure uh beast says there were complaints about fall and team celebrating on a tying goal too much don't blame fall emotions running high dude i needed the celebration Weston McKinney needed something to celebrate. I'll tell you that much. So uh, that hug's a good thing. Maybe it helps heal. But there it is. Thumbs down for Weston McKinney. Oof. Oof. Mexican national team. Feel for him, dude. He looked like he was in pain, man. That looked brutal. It know, did. It did. It looked like it, his like his crutches weren't even regular crutches. That's how bad it was. They almost got my beer on his his crutches just saying um dude he, he he yeah him moving around was i can't believe he came out so far he had a really difficult time getting around that's how bad he's hurt so wish nothing but the best we need him we need him back that's for sure uh smalls fall is great since coming back b-rod has been putting in work yeah i think they're comfortable i you know uh may, maybe chirandolo is the b-rod whisperer guys he's found something there it's working guys seem happy don't they they do. They really do. Uh, let's see. Gomez Jr. disagreed with people saying he shouldn't have celebrated. It's football, right, people? Beast is on board. B-Rod's been playing really well. Uh, Beast Portland has been playing with 10 men for almost 30 minutes. We would have been huge letdown if LAFC didn't get a tying goal. Every point matters. Agreed. And again, credit to them for keeping shape the way they did because it's not easy to do. And Chara, I think, mentioned that in the comments, how he ended up dropping back after the red card and just sacrificing it. They have only one guy chase balls down. Um, yeah, they knew her. they knew the situation they were in. Uh, LSC o'clock. I don't know if it was on TV, but Chicho told Fall to stop celebrating so much so they would get the kickoff going. Uh, I'm in 233, so it was very close to me. It was too long, but deserved, right? It's just hard. You can't, you can't judge emotion. Carlos C not loving Sunday night games either. I like David here. Thank God for that five sub rule, right? That's a great way to tear up a team that's down a man or for a team to survive that's down a man because they can keep fresh legs. So a vote for, right? A vote for. Uh, Javier Jr. Hey, welcome, Javier. Jumping in the mix. Says, yeah, their goalie made a difference. Should have taken advantage of having an extra player. But Portland played great defense. Never an easy opponent. No, man. Savarese uh, has got him on, on point there with the system. That's for sure. Uh, Javier sometimes wish blessing was a starter. He'll get his time. He'll get his time. That's for sure. <laughs> get off my lawns back in the mix. Uh, another bicycle kick for Portland. Uh, Marvin Chavez throwing his vote of the three, two, one, uh, three for fall, two for Brian, one for Ilya. Good stuff. I like this from Carlos C. Can't we get Tajuri Shradi into the mix? Yeah. We need somebody who can hit one hard with a left foot from distance. Oh yeah. He can do that. Uh, and cut in when you need him to. He's going to just be another weapon. I can't wait till he gets healthy. I'm with you on that one, man. I can't Cannot wait. wait. 
I can't wait for Henry as well. You forget we like I feel because he's playing for the lights because he's not intertwined with the system. But we also have another defender in the wait in the waiting. And Segura is going to come back soon. Exactly. So as of right now, like going back to the playoffs, like do we need a third DB? No, but do we have a very strong chance with how stacked our team is? I will take that luxury. <laughs> B-Rod needs to take shots. According to get off my lawn. Feels like he's holding back, missing opportunities. He's trying to play make from the side. I, I, that's what I'm getting from him, right? He's trying to make it uncomfortable. Uh, I, I, you know, yeah, I, I would definitely like to see some, some first time shots. Of course, moving off the ball doesn't hurt either. A couple of the guys are a little too stationary when B-Rod is putting all that work in. Move, <laughs> move off that ball, get into spaces. It works. I'm reminded, LAC O'Clock says, I'm reminded with Ilya talk that no one is talking about Acosta. Talk about a no-show game. Sometimes Trigatti was on the pitch. I'm so happy with our roster. That stuff like this stands out. Yeah, it's not like he had a bad game, except for when he stubbed his toe at the worst time possible. Uh, but, yeah, I think, again, there's so much talent on that side that guys have t- tendencies to blend at times. Right. But yeah, he definitely, we want to see a little more from him. I expect more from him in the next match. If he's healthy, I'm guessing he's going to rip it up. Uh, Carlos Costa had a bad game in midfield, but he stepped up and played well. He moved to the right back. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't a liability, but definitely not, not, not a game changer. That's for sure. Uh, LSE o'clock. I final thought I have confidence that Steve is going to figure out how to beat the block. And with experience, other strategies against their rivals. Yeah, pragmatism will win the day. Uh, we've seen that from him as well. Uh, let's see. Mark Lopez in the mix says, our side wasn't playing as a unit. Too many players not looking up until the ball was at their feet. Give them time when they're finally running at full speed. will be dangerous. Yeah, again, two games in. Can't make a big blanket statement about this side. They got work to do. We know that. Uh, but I'll take what we got so far because it's it's looking a lot better this year. David Briscoe, it was just sad to see Vela get subbed off because he had to switch. The switch flipped onto Angry Vela. We love Angry Vela, but we love Healthy Vela even more. Um, one more reason not to up his contract yet. Let him be angry all the way through the Carson game. See, that's my thing. Wait, wait. Make sure he's healthy for that. And then the paydays for the win in their house. That's how it should work. Uh, Marvin Chavez. For me, I want that DP attacker to take a third midfielder spot. Right? Um, it'd be a battle between Sifu and Acosta who gets the start if that happens. And blessing. So, uh, yeah, I'm okay with that. An attacking mid jumping in, a start attacking midfielder. I don't think anybody else complains about that, right, Bam? No, I'll pay with that. The only thing I could think of is would we move into a 4-4-2? Seems to be the cool thing the kids are doing these days. <laughs> it's weird that it's like that's a thing now, but it's back. It's back. I'm good with what our system is right now, honestly, with what we've built. With the jury shroddy into the mix, it's going to get real funny. Uh, but 4-4-2 would work for him too, so we will see. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so Seattle beat the snot out of Leon tonight. We know how that feels. <laughs> Interesting. 
Interesting. They've, they've still got to go to Leon, though. We know what that's like, too. <laughs> Should be interesting. David Briscoe, drive home to San Diego, sucks after Sunday night games. Ah, I'm all, yeah, I can't. Yeah. That's tough. Uh, yeah, I did get a photo with McKinney Al. I saw that comment. Yes, it was random as heck, though, I got to say. Uh, eh, I think they were talking about um, another rumored player. I think it was Miguel Almiron. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, let's see. Moving forward. Javier, thank you, sir, for jumping in with us. Always a good time to have you on here. Again, the more the better. Uh, oh, Carlos C., what do you guys think about a change of formation to beat the block? I feel like Portland always knows what we are going to do. I think that's where where Bam jumped in, saying maybe the 4-4-2 or something like that. Yeah, I mean, the thing with Dolo is he's very much into being pragmatic. I don't think you're going to stuck with the lineup that you have right now. He will switch things up depending on opponent. Could be something different against Miami. Really. We don't know, especially with injuries. We don't know. Uh, let's see. Hooligans in the mix looking for the healthy Vela. Right. There it is. Uh, Marvin Chavez brings up that Tajuri plays central attacking mid too. Would love to see how he plays in that position. We got time. And David showing us some love saying, don't forget to hit that like button. There we are. All right. So off of on to the next one. I think we're got, talking about uh, Tony. What do you got? Rumors, future news, uh, even community news. What's going on, sir? So for, of course, I'll keep... I'll keep uh, saying 3252 memberships are open. You haven't signed up. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, again, it's just like $30, and then it gets you access to discounts at HQs, new scarf, new pin, availabilities for tickets, away, away tickets for certain games. So, again, if you haven't signed up, sign up. And make sure you put the SG that you are representing to keep them involved so they don't disappear from the 3252. On top of that, of course, since we have a game super early, we do have watch parties. Um, some of them have already posted. Um, Empire Boys are always going to be at Rowdy's Brewing Co. And then Crew and D9 are actually having a joint watch party at La Chuparia right next to the stadium. Um, this going to be at 9 30 um most likely luckies are going to be at luckies ball wins like always so uh i'll keep you guys posted on our instagram and for any new uh watch parties that come up but besides that that's all i got for club and community for the moment there we are all right uh bng vinyl club minute let's get into the mix we were kind of going back and forth should we go with something classic going something different I just said, you know what, let's do something a little bit different. I had some thoughts, and the one thought that I saw, and it just came up recently, the band's pretty cool, actually. It's a band called Ginger from Ukraine. Uh, they're a progressive metal act that is selling shirts right now on their site that are really cool, um, that are um, made for donations to Ukraine. I believe some of the band members are actually there. Um their latest album came out in August called Wallflowers. Uh, one of their latest songs called Disclosure. Check it out. They're pretty cool. And if you want to get a really neat looking shirt, they have some really cool ones out there. 
uh, to support the cause. So uh, definitely check them out. Again, the name's man, name of the man is Ginger, J-I-N-J-E-R. Uh, yeah, so that is what we're going to use for our album of the day. Yeah, we'll change the pace, but again, showing our solidarity as well um, for the end of the war in Ukraine. Stop this madness, right? Uh, we're on board 100% with this. Brutal. Tony, I you're going to jump in and say something there. Oh, no, I was going to say, um, didn't you also mention like most of the, they have some merch that goes towards the helpfulness of yes. what's going on over there? There's a donation campaign that they've started uh, and includes T-shirt sales. So check them out on Instagram. Um, it should just be, yeah, Ginger. That's the name of the band. Uh, no shock there. A J-I-N-J-E-R. Check it out. Pretty cool sound. I got to say, pretty heavy at times. I, I dig it. I'm cool with it. Bam, you heard a little bit of it. What do you think? Different, that's for sure, uh, when you're playing it in a bit of a background before we start the show. So I'll definitely go look at them out. Um, one other thing that I've been seeing a lot of people do on um, social media and all that, and even some of our, my friends over here, is that they've looked out Ukrainian businesses, so like Airbnbs, Ukrainian businesses that do walk-in tours through Ukraine and all that, and some of them just booked it within the next like for a walking tour tomorrow and put in a note, hey, we know we can't make it. Hope this helps you out. So keep those small businesses rolling over there, getting them some income and making sure that they can survive a bit. Yeah, exactly. This is this is a a a, a brutal situation. Anything helps. The littlest of donations help. Uh this this is absolutely brutal. Uh what is happening. It's criminal. Um, to see all these families get displaced, um, to get separated, uh, men never knowing if they're going to see their families ever again as they fight this war, completely outgunned. Uh, there's going to be a diaspora even after this thing ends um, where people will not have a home to go to. And so this is going to be a long-term need. So if if you can help, please do. Please do. And I'm hearing cool stories about people that I'm, kind of in my universe that have, have living in Europe now that are renting Airbnbs in Poland for like an entire month simply to house people, um, which is insanely cool. I can talk about that next week too. Uh, yeah. Any way you can, it's, it's such a fresh situation and such, such a difficult situation that uh, as it develops, find ways. That's for certain. That's for certain. Tony. Um, also, I want to say this because I, I feel like it also gets lost in the situation because it's also another another uh, part of the conversation that as me being a certain uh, Libra, again, it's balanced with me. Not all Russians are what Russia is, just to, just to let that out, because I've had seen some reports, I think it was New York, that some Russian restaurants have been losing money and losing stuff and they don't even, and they actively support Ukraine and do not support Russia for what they're doing. But of course, being Russian, they get the backlash from it. So I also want to put that out there that not all Russians are behind the Russian government and Putin and what he's doing. So again, this is just me being like, not to disintegrate against anything because this is how hate in general happens is just we focus on one person and just because you're that part of that race or part of that country you get backlash even if you don't support what's going on against what's happening 
Yeah, exactly. Don't lose your humanity in this. That is essential. Uh, don't lose the, don't lose it to hate. Uh, don't just knee jerk reaction. Get into it. People that live here for the most part are here for a reason, right? They got out of that. Um, you got to realize this is a government situation. Uh, many of the people don't even know the truth that are there. Um, and those that are here are here. Very different situations. So, yeah, don't assume. Do yeah. not assume. Exactly, because like I'm like we're just repeating like in World War II, it's one of the one of the things most U.S. Uh, U.S. Uh, don't want to talk about in history is uh, when the Japanese attacks. There was concentration camps in uh, in San Francisco for Jap for for Japanese uh, citizens, and even though they were just here, just just because they were part of, it, they had to do that. And um, it's like I said, it is a genocide and it needs to be stopped. But we have to support and be humane in general and not turn to hate and just start a whole new war so it's again it's we're about unity in sports and in the world exactly exactly we do what we can where we're at um you know i've i've talked to a few about you know my family's history coming here as displaced persons um with no home and, you know ended up here uh, and there's going to be a lot with that same story now these days. So, yeah, uh, support where you can. Uh, let's move forward um, on to the next thing, which, of course, Bam, do you have any special features or anything you wanted to talk about today? Um, just a quick catch up on some of our past players. So uh, Rossi played 65 minutes in the last game for Fenerbahce. Going by Twitter, are still a lot of Flamingo fans want him to go down there. So there's still a possibility of that happening. Um, Atuesta played a full 90 minutes for Palmeiras in the last game. Their, seat, their actual season starts off soon. So I think uh, next month it starts off. And as we're live right now, uh, Marcos Urenia is playing against Melbourne Victory in Central Coast Mariners. That game's happening right now, and Victory just scored a goal. Hey, go victory. <laughs> Which dude, you didn't mention that there was a there was somebody from the A League in, in town for our game this weekend, sir. Yes, so um I actually know him a little bit and he's a really nice guy. He's one of the um head guys over at Western United, a third Melbourne team who's based out of Western Melbourne. He was his daughter actually goes to college over there, so he's over there seeing his daughter and also checking out the bank. He's a big LAFC fan. He was saying that unfortunately he has to go down to Carson for a day to check to go speak to them as well. But you know, getting connections all going. But he he does come to come to LAFC games quite a bit. Yeah, and I gotta say for for the kits in their league and, and logo, I do dig it. I, they have a good look. I gotta say, I love Melbourne. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but the aesthetics at, at Western United is pretty darn cool. Yeah, and they're about to start building the new stadium this week, apparently. So that's the bigger reason hey. why it's over there. I get it now. That's cool. Yeah, welcome, wel welcome to the bank, sir. Uh, good stuff. Yeah, I saw on social media that was that was pretty cool. Uh, all right, on to the match y'all want to talk about. Yeah, that one. Uh, LAC at Inter Miami. We're playing this Saturday. Uh, for us that'll be in Miami, including myself. Yeah. Um, 
kickoffs 130 down there a little earlier here I believe what 1030 here I'm dealing well with numbers today people um five yeah 530 am here they're oh early and not too early not too early. it's like us dealing with EPL so deal with it bam uh he'll just have to survive it'll be worth it though should be a fun one uh yeah back on making it happen playing a team that that's struggling that's for certain um, and we'll get into that. Of course, it is our first big away day of the year. So to all of you, the about 300 I'm hearing um, going out, I'm looking forward to hanging with all of you, having a great time, partying, of course, uh, with Inter supporters as well. They've actually got a party set up on Friday night, the night before. So our night before party will be a joint party between both clubs supporters. Yeah, that's how it's done, people. Um, I, feel, I hear Asado is going to be served, so I'm looking forward to that. It's indoor soccer place, all that fun stuff. Those of you that are traveling, reach out to me. Reach out to others that are going. There's a there's a WhatsApp out there that you can get jump, um, your information on where we're all meeting up and what's going on and what events are happening. Um, that's kind of where we're getting everything triangulated because 300 people running all over that city trying to travel between Miami and Fort Lauderdale. It's not close, people. Um, there's a lot going down. Um, I know for those traveling, like what else is going on in there? I'll just throw out there that uh, Carnival uh, at Calle Ocho is happening on that Sunday. So if you want to go see live music for free, yes, go to Little Havana. You'll get your free music. It's going to be cool. Um, I'm going to check out Highlight. We'll talk about that with you guys offline later. Uh, but yes, have fun. Do it. Make it happen. Let's take over that stadium for 90 minutes. It's going to be good. So let's get into the mix. Uh, Miami's run of form. Tony, how are they doing, sir? Not the greatest, to be honest. Um, they're still trying to, I think they're the at the moment, the new FC Cincinnati and their beginnings. Um, from, I guess, the, the only good I can find is their midfield and forwards when they actually have movement and passing. They're dangerous. Of course, when you have EYM and then the new player that they brought in, that works really well. They can be a a a, a kind of a, a danger there, but on um, the bad is their defensive. It honestly, it's it's horrendous. Like it, there's no. I don't even know what to say. There's just like at this point, just pulls on the sticks just to feel the team back there. And then the ugly is they're coming off a five-one loss, which could have been technically six-zero, except one goal was taken off because of offside so it's not looking too good for uh beckham fc Oof. i wouldn't even throw this on beckham man this is just it, it, it's rough um what they come up with usually they try to play a three five two they say that but it's really wing backs with with yellen and, and allen uh on their outside their wing backs really so there's times they drop back there's times they don't i will say from what i've been watching they don't drop back enough um their backs get isolated like crazy uh first match which was a little more decent uh diop was in goal uh quinteros low and mcveigh were there and they're on their back their back three again allen on the left yedlin the new big signing on the right uh their midfield was mota uh Gregore and Adams up top was Iguain and Campania. Now that was game one game two. I'm still trying to figure out why that was made, but basically the big difference was they used Breck Shea as a center back. Well, left center back. 
dude, I last time I thought he played wing back, but okay. Um, and midfield, and he's old. Sorry, Breck, Gerald. Uh relying on him to be a center back, and, and y'all know how that played itself out. Uh the other center backs were the same, outside mids were the same, center mids, all the same. Strikers, the only difference is Lassiter started, uh, rather than Campana. So system was the same, but what I was seeing is a lot of Breck Shea getting isolated and then easy crosses coming in. Uh, really overwhelmed on the wings. Really overwhelmed. Yedlin had a, an off day uh, for the most part. Picked up another yellows, two games, two yellows for him. A lot of yellows, actually, because they chased the game. That's what I'm getting from this team. Is this really disorganized right now and, and really unfortunate because um, they have more talent than what it's showing. Um, no, Bryce Duke did not play in either game because apparently he's not a hundred percent. We'll talk about that in a few. I saw a comment pop up, but yeah, things are a little tough for them right now. And you're like, well, what do they normally play? Technically, um, they've played sometimes with almost six in the midfield. I kid you not. Um, and sometimes three up. So it'd be a three, four, three, almost looking. Um, but right now it seems that three five two is their favored setup. I hope they make that mistake against us again. I hope they use Breck Shea there again because even if Vela's not playing, it's him getting lined up with a Poku one on one. I like those odds. Or Vela getting lined up one on one. Like I, I just cannot see them with the lineup we do staying the same. It's got to be some changes. So we'll we'll see where it's at. Um Bam, did you see those comments from that one player in Chicago about Iguain? I thought those were fascinating. Did you see that stuff? No, I didn't see him, unfortunately. It was on Instagram. Uh, one of the Chicago players asked if he exchanged jerseys, and he basically called him out and said he's negative, and I would never exchange jerseys with him. Um, that that he's very negative on his players. Everything's about him getting the ball. If he doesn't get it, he tears people down. It was really interesting. It was all over Instagram. Um, one heck of a soundbite from from one of the Chicago players. Uh, I won't name names, but it was it was fascinating, and maybe that's telling to see what's happening with their lineup right now. That maybe things just aren't functioning the way they should right now. So, uh, really, really interesting. Uh, ben, what's your take on on what's going on in Miami right now? Um. Well, <clears throat> the the good thing for them is uh they got DeAndre Yellen. You know, there he's a force on the right side um i feel like we need to focus on stopping his runs um it's a really good matchup against brian you know i really want to see what that matchup's going to look like who's going to come out on top that, that's going to be a really good one um Iguain, uh he he can still score but he's kind of been more of a creator for them th this season he's kind of playing as a number 10 role he's uh he is able to pick out some some good runs with, with his through ball so you got to watch out for that um Gian Mota, they just got a, a new Brazilian midfielder, left footed, you know, kind of smart player, very mobile. So you gotta watch out for him. And yeah, you know, Miami, they they like to attack quick. They like to spread the field um on the flanks, they like to cross the ball into their forwards. That's that's what they're all about. They had a huge you know overhaul this offseason. I think they had like 14 new players. That that's a lot. So it's gonna take some time for them to you know kind of gel and learn the system they're they're not a team that normally presses high 
um, like LAFC, they normally like to like swarm the ball once the ball is played wide. So LAFC should use that to their advantage and just play out of the back through the middle, just how they're comfortable doing so. Um, defensively, I would say Miami struggles to stay compact. And right now, they're really struggling in their center back position. Uh, like you said, with they had to resort to Breck Shea playing center back. Um, they're one of their starters, Damian Lowe. He's out with an injury, so you know they're they're really struggling to find depth in that position. Um, I know that former uh, Houston defender uh, Minor Figueroa. I don't know if you guys remember him from Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he he was spotted at practice training with the team, so maybe he he might be a solution for them short or, or long term not sure yet but yeah they don't really have a lot of options at center back um i would say lastly for me with miami is that let's see give me one second here they they really struggle to to build out of the back um i feel like lafc's high press you know they have to it has to be in full effect you know they have to press them high early they can't wait like they did against portland they have to do it early right away so um miami they're a team that likes to foul a lot which is good for us because you know we're we're getting better at the set pieces so if we could just attack them just press them create turnovers i I think we'll we'll be we'll be in good shape yeah they're gonna pop the ball up a lot from the back you're gonna see a lot of hit and hopes um if we really really put that press on because uh, they really their options are going to be very limited. Uh, the only other defender that I, I guess is listed, and they were questioning why he didn't play, was Mabika, which I don't know much about. But that's it. That's their depth chart. One. <laughs> it's bad times for them in the back. I, I wouldn't be surprised if if Figueroa does get get signed. It makes sense, Ben. I think you're you, you might have found something there. Yeah. But yeah, bringing him right before a game though, what is he, what can he do? You know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's tough tough picking. Like yeah, you said uh, Mabika is the other option. I know they have a, a rookie Ryan Sailor, but he just got signed yeah. a couple of weeks ago. So you know there's there there's not much there. Um, I think they're gonna have a really hard time uh, stopping Chicho, Vela, and Brian up top. So hopefully it works out for us. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and you're like, well, what if it's not Vela? What if it's not you know? Well, it's a Poku, right? Yeah. That's fine. If Palacios isn't healthy, well, okay, then Hollingshead. Hollingshead. With that, Uh, if Escobar is not healthy and Palacios is, well, Hollingshead goes over there. Mm -hmm. Kim Juan might play. This would be a good Mm -hmm. game for him to get minutes, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Especially in that heat, we're gonna have to move some bodies around. They're not gonna play ninety. You know, a lot of them are gonna have to get subbed out because it's a mid midday game in the heat. Cross country travel. Yeah, it's not an easy day in terms of the physical side of it. Um, so, you know, match management will be a story in this game. So uh, Dolo's biggest challenge with figuring out who gets the proper minutes and try to keep them from cramping up in this nastiness um, of, a, of, a, of a match, really. Um, but otherwise, if we play our game, we play our game, we win. Uh, I don't see any other way around this. If we do our job, we walk away with three points. If we come up sluggish... Give them some weird opportunities. Maybe a guy like Lassler catches us on one. You never know. I think that for them is their big question is who's going to be next to Iguay in this match. That's their big debate outside of the backs being, well, absent. Yeah, 
we'll see where it's at. Um, so on that, guys, do you think those guys are going to be healthy enough on our side? Are you, you know, you're going to make a prediction that they're going to be ready to go for this thing? Uh, Bam, what do you think from what you saw out there? Um, for me, it's if there's a niggle, leave him here. If there's a, if there's a slight niggle, leave him here. I just checked out the forecast for Fort Lauderdale. Sunday, uh, top of 71. So it doesn't seem too bad over there. Um, Humidity's high though, right? Humidity. Usually. 64. Yeah, so, pretty decent. Pretty decent. Yeah. So <laughs> I look at it. If, if there's slight niggles, why take him on a flight plane across the country? Why do that? Leave him here. We have the depth. We really do have the depth. I can see with the way that um, they like to foul a lot, I can see Latif getting a start. That's my biggest thing. I see Latif getting a start because of the way they foul a lot. Would it be over Sifu or would it be over Acosta? Neither. Over Vela. Okay. All right. Hmm. All right. Um. Yeah. Well, I think Vela. I could see Vela as a sub in this game. Honestly, I would not be shocked at all by that choice. Brian's a starter, no matter what. I think we know that for sure. He's going to lead this offense yet again. Um, backline, bigger story. I think Krepu's starting. We know that already. Bam. Who do you think is going to be the backline for this one? Backline for us. I'm going to go yeah. full starting. That's without a doubt. Um, oh, this is where it's going to get tough. Four Palacios, um, Hollingshead, and Kim Moon One. <laughs> Kim Moon One getting in there. I think he's going to be. Fit according to the side in time, I think he he will he he'll, he might not play the full game, but I reckon he'll definitely get a start. There we are, Ben. Where where are you looking at for that back line? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not too sure, but it it depends on the formation. I don't know if uh, Chirundolo is going to go with a back four or a back five. Assuming everyone is healthy, my back four is Escobar, Murillo, Fall, Palacios. Um, if Escobar can't go, I would put in Hollingshead for him. If Palacios can't go, I would put Hollingshead at left back and Kim Munhoan at right back. Um, if for some reason Chirundolo wants to play with a back five, I can see uh, Hollingshead at the right wing back. Um, I could see Escobar, Murillo, and Fall at center backs and Palacios at the left wing back. Um, yeah, it just depends on who's healthy again and who's available. But those will be, those will be my my starting defenders. That back five would be fun. It would. I think Kim and Juan would get the green light if we did that, though. I really do, because he's he's dynamite when you play the five. Yeah, I know it's technically like a three-five-two for us if we do that stuff, but it'd be pretty dynamite if we did that. Um, I'm still gonna predict the four-three-three though. Uh, I think it's just going to be the four 
Uh, yeah, I think Hollingshead on the right, uh, Palacios on the left, Falmario in the middle, Escobar because he had a an odd muscle situation. I don't think they're going to risk it in the heat and humidity that they're going to deal with. I think he's going to get his rest this week for precautionary reasons. I really think that makes perfect sense to do it that way. So that's my take. Tony, where do you see the back line? Um, Escobar, Fall, Murillo, and Palacios is my four. Um, if, again, Palas, if uh, Escobar can't, I would love Kim, Kim Wuhan to go into this position and see what we have with him. Again, that's if uh, Dolo thinks he's match ready and match fit. But uh, again, but Hollingshead is well, or maybe even uh, Henry. I think it depends on the score when you see these guys come in. Exactly. Like I could see a situation where we're running away with this game, and Kim Un Juan comes in and, and replaces Ilya for the rest of the game just to get his time in there. If we're getting that a good score going, I like give him his time. Give him his time. Uh, mid. All right. Where do you guys sit on that one? Who's the three you're going to run with? Uh, I'll start. Uh, for me, Ilya, Acosta, and Sifu are my three midfielders. If for some reason, I know Sifu and Acosta had a couple slight injury, slight knocks in the in the other game. Um, I would put in Blessing, no problem. He would fit in perfectly there. And then maybe give some minutes to Janela. I mean, he hasn't played um, in the first two games. Maybe they're saving him for for a game like this, a cross-country game. Maybe give Ilya a bit of a break. So, yeah, I could see Janela getting some minutes in this one. What do you guys think? It would have to be depending on what the scoreline is. That's for sure. Um, Bam, your three? My three in the middle. Healthy, just keep the same. Sifu, Sanchez, uh, Ilya, Acosta. Not healthy, blessing straight away. Um, yeah, Janela, it's if there's people not healthy in there, it will literally to me be a uh, names in the hat, pull out two names, they'll go in. It's hard, it's it's hard not, not to do that because who do you leave out? It's they all deserve a spot, they all deserve a crack. It's just, yeah, there it is, Tony. Sifu, Ilue, and uh, oh my god, uh, Acosta. Well, I was like, why did I just blank on him? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm gonna say this depending on Acosta's health because he did stub his toe. Um, if Acosta can't go, Blessing takes his spot. If Sifuentes, I think if Acosta goes, Sifuentes maybe won't to give Blessing playtime, and they'll be next to each other. We'll see how that plays itself out. Um, but if they're really dynamic and you're trying to build this club then you keep the same three so many openings yes uh up top i think it's the usual suspects i think uh actually no i think vela sits i'm gonna predict vela sits on this one that he gets a rest um for precautionary reasons um yeah chicho out there rodriguez out there and apoku and let apoku just have fun with that back line i'm gonna love that every bit of it uh tony your take on the front three um Chicho, Boku, and uh Rodriguez. Um I actually just thought of somebody for the midfield. And I how would you guys feel with Palacios filling in that spot? Mm, I honestly think it'll be a disservice to the guys we have in the lineup already. <laughs> we got other guys who need to play. 
yeah but at the same time though i can see it pushing up there as well it's one of the things where as i said it's a name the hat situation if we're missing a couple of players from the midfield because that way you can put um moon in the in the back on the right push everyone over a little bit or have him go to me it's wouldn't be a bad thing no not at all ben top line uh i agree with you i think vela uh sits for this one at least he starts on the bench i could see of course uh brian and chicho with a poku up top maybe towards the end musafsi gets a few minutes um for chicho you know in depends on how the game goes but yeah um i think vela starts on the bench and a poku gets to start dig it there it is all right let's break it out to everybody else let's see where their heads are at right here we're not going to go too deep into the uh comments we're going to go right to the miami comments um lac o'clock did bring up the duke and like we said he has some injuries i'm hearing he's questionable again this week so we're probably not going to see the man uh roberto sonoza legit uh ruin their party pretty much pretty much feeling the same way uh hopkins is predicting possible bench for duke we'll see uh get off my lawn uh we need for sure a win and a three plus goals against miami i want to shut out people that's what i want we need to run goals up we need to run goals up plain and simple yeah i wouldn't hold back in the end of the season goals can count especially in the west we need six seven nil i'll be happy with have we ever done that? I don't think we've ever done that. I think five would be beautiful. I'm good with five. It's fine. Um, I'm good with three nothing. Whatever. Win with a shutout. I just want to shut out. I want to shut out people. Um, yeah. Uh Beckham said I like this from Elliot. Beckham said about Iguine. I like him, but I like him more if he scored more goals. That is hilarious. I uh, said he was smiling when he said it, but it was funny. Ooh, Ericelli, hard hitting. What is the cat's top three? Tony? I uh, don't know. Don't speak cat, but I would probably say what I said, <laughs> which was Rodriguez, Fall, and Crepu. Dude, what if we had like the cat act like, like that World Cup octopus, right? And we just throw up the food and like who's going to score this week? And yeah, we could do that. That'd See, the problem with that, I have four cats. So. <laughs> So you have the same problem we have up front with our lineup. We have four good options in three positions. Got it. Yeah. Well, it it also makes sense too because I have two older cats and two younger cats. (laughs) It's just like our lineup. There it is. Hilarious, man. Oh, Hopkins, Apoko with his speed and press would be great. I'm I'm excited with what Apoko is bringing. Uh, Vela healthy off the bench, right? That works. Uh, John Adams in the mix talking about 10 man Portland Timbers helps Los Angeles. Yeah, we earned those. We earned that red card though. Pressure, pressure, pressure. Mark Lopez, Acosta, Sanchez, Sifa with blessing sub for Acosta. Acosta was gassed this last game. He was. He looked like he struggled there for sure. Uh, Marvin Chavez going with uh, Brian Arango, Vela up top, Acosta, Ilya, blessing. Plasios fall Ibiaga Escobar. The one name we didn't bring up was Ibiaga, guys, tonight. We've been really quiet about him. 
like we forgot. Strange. Uh, yeah, he could definitely start. Uh, Al Hopkins, plastic fine as a six. Don't see him replacing Ilya. I don't ever want to see Ilya come out. He's, but he will have to this game, I think, because of the humidity. This would be a likely time where you might see him get pulled um, at some point in this game. Uh, Marvin Plasso's midfield won't happen. Have too much talented mid-depth competing. I don't know if it won't happen, but it, I'm thinking it probably shouldn't at this point. Uh, Mark Lopez, Apoku, Chicho Rodriguez with Vela as a sub. Now everyone here plays fluid, but we need Chicho physical up front with our two wingers feeding him. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Oh, Al Hopkins. Have you noticed Apoku looking older, stronger, and fitter in team photos? The kid is growing up. He's had a year to train and get healthy again as well um, and to get in even better shape. So it's paying off. It is paying, paying off. All right. So thank you guys for your comments. Looking good there. So it brings us to us and our final comments of the day. Everybody's looking at each other like, who's going to get the call? Who's going to get the call? Bam, you get the call, sir. Um, oh, oh. <laughs> you say better, Bam. <laughs> bam, Bam, Bam. <laughs> Gets difficult with having both of us on here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, final thought today is look, although we started this episode on a quite somber note and serious note, remember, we're all here for fun. We're all here to talk between each other, talk about stuff. Um, one of the big reasons why I wanted you guys to put in on Twitter your three votes for best player, two votes second best player, one vote third best player, is to get the engagement going. I saw earlier someone put their three votes out and the other person went, really, you picked that person? I thought they had a bad game. That's what we want. We want the dialogue between the fans, especially on our posts, especially in here in the chat. So everyone in the chat, thanks for coming in here. Um, Again, you want to see more stuff from us, let us know. We'll look into doing it. Ben, keep up the great work with the articles. Araceli, with your articles too. You guys are killing it. And just remember, get if you can, get to a watch party this weekend. Um, I will try to wake up on time this week because it's going to be fun getting up that early, <laughs> especially after a Saturday night. Um, yeah, just go out. Everyone that's traveling over there, look out for each other. Go party with the Miami people. Show them how fun we can be. Show them what LA is really like. And just, yeah, just enjoy it. There it is. Thank you, sir. Uh, Tony. Um, final say is just be safe out there. Like, I know it's like we will be safe moving forward, but you never know. You could find, like, the random drunk fan that wants to fight you just for no good reason or anything, but just have fun. It is an early game, so... uh drink responsibly it is five o'clock somewhere like they always say for a 9 30 game <laughs> but um have fun in miami uh where the only thing i challenge everyone to do and this is more of a political kind of thing what's going on over there wear your uh pride uh captain band over there to show solidarity with our lgb2 plus community over there because i'm sorry that's not right at all going on over there as well but Moving forward, let's let's get a let's get a win. Hopefully, this is turning into a trap game. So let's not make it a trap game and just be focused, so we can continue moving up that scoreboard. 
There it is. Ben. Yeah, just uh, thank you to you guys, Joseph, Tony, Bam. It's always a pleasure, you know, talking to LAFC with you guys. Uh, thank you to all the listeners who joined us live on YouTube and to those listening on the podcast. Thank you for your support. It means a lot to us. Shout out to Araceli for the amazing article on Carpo. You know, happy to happy that it went well. Uh, yeah, just happy to be part of the Heart of LAFC family, the LAFC family in general. Um, you know, if you are traveling to Miami, Please be safe, but most importantly, have a great time. You know, uh, I'm sure I'll be hearing the 3252 on my TV speakers on Saturday morning. So, yeah, I just, just can't wait and hoping the boys can bring back three points from Florida. There it is. Breakfast with the 3252. <laughs> can't wait to do it. Can't wait to be there. Uh, for you guys traveling again, thank you for doing that. Um, we travel probably the best in the league. We're keeping up that tradition again this season. And I know things are opening up, so it'll be even crazier this year. So all you traveling again, be safe. Have a good time. Stick with numbers. Stick with the people you know. Keep your network moving. And just, again, enjoy the tailgate. Enjoy the party on Friday night. Make it happen. To Ben and Araceli, you guys rock for your articles. And Ben, doing double duty coming on here as well, man. Thank you, sir. Outstanding, man. Bam, Tony, thank you for doing what you do. Again, putting it together, organizing things, keeping social media working. Uh, you guys rock. Thank you. Um, to the faithful, thank you guys uh, for sticking with us through highs, through lows, long off seasons, short off seasons as well. Uh, you're here. We keep on going. 226 down. Many more to go. Uh, this Space was always created as an escape for many of us. For me, it's escape from the the politics of the day and putting things together and talk about football. And that is basically the tradition of what this show is. Heart of LAFC, we focus on culture, we focus on football, we focus on what's good for Los Angeles. Uh, we'll keep that going. So for me, to all of you guys, again, thank you for being you. Stay golden, as we always say. And, of course, let's run on the tradition we always do. Bam. Stay golden. Tony. Stay golden. Ben. Stay golden. And from me to all of you, stay golden, Los Angeles. Thank you for listening to the Heart of LAFC. Make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Shoulder to shoulder, the black and gold is taking over. <laughs>